The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Welcome to the Friday edition of Passion. This is a show about love, sex, and relationships. And on Fridays, I like to do a little scan of all the uh, news items that have to do with sexuality, share them with you. Some are crazy, some are research-based, and some are just uh, sometimes a little bit silly, but they can always make for good uh, fodder for conversation for you uh, for your weekend. Some of the stories I'm following uh, will be, uh, well, one is pretty scary. Uh, beware of a Laval man who is producing child porn. So we'll tell you a little bit about that, although we heard all about it on CJD News. A new research showing that semen may affect mood in women. Uh, there's a 4,000-year-old erotica that has been found. Uh, another man crazy stunt, tries to cure himself with his own sperm. Uh, Child sex dolls have been seized at the Canadian border. And apparently, panty sniffing is popular in the UK. So we'll get to all of those and more if we have time. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your calls and texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion now at 514-790-0800. Or 514-800. Remember that you can always email me your questions, uh, laurie at drlaurie.com, or you can just simply go to Lori, uh, drlaurie.com and you can click on the contact information and fill it out right there, and I will answer your questions on air, which I got this one today. Uh, hello, doctor. I have a sexual problem, a premature ejaculation and pre-cum ejaculation. Please tell me how I can overcome that. So I'm not sure what uh, pre-cum ejaculations are. I'm assuming that you're worried about what pre-ejaculate is. Uh, Most uh, men, a lot of men, um, could have, it's kind of like uh, lubrication. Uh, Some men have um, a little more than others. Some men don't even notice it, that it's so little. Uh, So I'm not quite sure what the problem would be with that. That's perfectly normal. As for premature ejaculation, the first thing that I would want to know, first of all, is um, what does that mean to you? Uh, Sometimes I get this from men asking me this question, and when I probe and ask them a little bit, they will say, well, I want to be able to last half an hour, or I only last 10 minutes. Uh, Well, that's not premature. So premature ejaculation is really a problem when you are not aware of your point of no return. Like when you can't, don't even know, it's like you're going and then it's like, uh oh, so you're not quite aware of that point. The majority of men will ejaculate between two and five minutes of thrusting. So if we're talking about um, intercourse here between two and five minutes of thrusting. So that's not the entire sexual activity. You have to add in all the foreplay and the time you spend doing that. Uh, And that's because you're usually in a state of uh, high arousal for quite a bit of time before uh, penetration happens. And then with penetration, it's around two to five minutes of thrusting. If it's uh, less than a minute then or less than 10 thrusts, then we would consider that um, a more serious, uh, like a diagnosis of premature ejaculation. What is the treatment for this? Uh, 
So there's a couple of options that are available. The first thing is we try to teach men through exercise exercises uh, like a, a, what's called the stop and start technique or the squeeze technique, which is basically becoming aware. So really focusing on your uh, sensation. So don't, don't distract yourself by thinking about something else. Focus on your sensation. As soon as you feel you're about to get to that point of no return, you stop thrusting. And then take a few deep breaths and wait a few seconds and then start again. Get back to that point. Stop again. And you can actually train yourself through masturbation as well with this. But the closest you can... You could get to a simulation of the vagina. So make sure you use lots of lubrication and, and things like that. Um, second, so if that doesn't work, if you have tried all of that, you can also try a numbing spray. There's one on the market that you can, uh, I'm not sure if it's available in pharmacies yet, but you can get it online called Promescent. Uh, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. You can also find them on Instagram. Uh, so it's just a spray that you can put on your penis and it will kind of numb the feeling. The only problem with that is if you're not wearing a condom, it may numb out uh, your partner as well. The third option would be to speak to your medical doctor and go on medication. So medication... There's no actual right now available medication specific for premature ejaculation. But what has been discovered is in treating people and treating men with depression, so with antidepressants, what they found is one of the uh, side effects, which is not so pleasant for a lot of men who suffer from depression, is they, uh, their delayed or inability to ejaculate. So studies were done to look at how much do we need of this medication to induce the uh, side effect of delaying the ejaculation. And it turns out that it's quite a minimal amount, not enough to treat depression, but just enough to uh, induce the side effect. So it's a, it's a medication that you can take daily, but uh, I think in higher doses, there's uh, there was a study done, I believe, by Dr. Pierre Salian, who looked at uh, when needed as well. So this is something that you would have to discuss with your doctor. I would also recommend if you want to uh, speak to a, um, a an expert in sexual medicine, Dr. Asalian is at the Montreal General Hospital. You can contact uh, him there. There's a clinic there uh, where uh, he sees people with sexual dysfunction, and at least he can do a thorough evaluation and prescribe if, uh, if necessary. So those would be uh, the options that are available. So I hope, uh, I hope that helps. All right, another question. I wanted to know how to make my fiancé more intimate with me. She says that she wants to have sex, but she is scared about the fact that we aren't married yet and the possibility of getting pregnant, even though she takes birth control because of an irregular period, and I would use a condom as well. Sometimes I crave intimacy, not just sex, but hugging, cuddling, her telling me she loves me. She has a high-stress job, so maybe that is the cause, but I wanted to know if I can do anything to help. I know she loves me, and I just want her to express it to me. So it, it may it sounds like you're looking for sex to be the the um, 
the expression of love and it may not be like that for her. You can get love, you can feel loved, but not through sex. Um, maybe your partner is afraid to be overly affectionate with you. Maybe she fears that it will give you the idea that she wants sex, or maybe that you'll take it as a sign to get her to have sex. So if that's not the case, it's really important for you to talk openly about your needs for closeness, your needs for connection and affection, aside from sex, all those things that show love, uh, from a partner. Now, fear of anxiety, fear of pregnancy, um, anxiety about having sex before marriage. Those may be real factors, uh, for her that are affecting her. So, uh, you need to try and work out some of these issues before getting married, getting married, because these are the kinds of things that are not going to go away. So if it's based on her not wanting to do something before marriage, that's her choice and her decision, and that's okay. But if it's based on other things, and these are things you would want to clear up. And this is where pre-marriage counseling is really, really helpful because it allows you to get all of these things out before you get married and get them solved uh, So and give you tools so that you can actually have better discussions and better uh, sexual communication. Coming up, uh, we'll talk about a new research showing that semen may affect mood in women. Your relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Time to get to some sex in the news. Although if you want to ask me questions, you can throughout the hour at 514-800 to text in or call in at 514-790-0800. Or you can comment on any of the stories I'm sharing with you tonight. Here's the headline. I'm giving you the headline, but I want you to listen to this with a critical ear, as you should any research uh, that I uh, talk about, because headlines are found in popular popular outlets online, and they don't tell the whole story, but they, are, they sure are sensational. So listen to this. New research says semen may actually treat depression in women. That's a huge claim. So remember critical ear. Uh, in a recent study conducted at the University of Albany, a psychology professor and his team found that the absorption of semen by the female body correlates with fewer symptoms of depression. Remember the headline said may treat depression. When you look at the study, it says it correlates, correlates. There's no, it's a correlation, not causative. Okay. Now, there's no causal uh, effect necessarily. So be careful, not jumping to conclusions. So the team conducted anonymous surveys of 300 female students. They each completed a survey about their intimate activities, including frequency of intercourse, last intercourse, how regularly they use condoms. And then they also completed what's called the Beck Depression Inventory, which assesses the level of uh, depressive uh, symptoms. Uh, according to the author, Gordon Gallup, women who never use condoms in penetration scenarios showed significantly lower scores on the Beck depressive depression inventory than their peers who always or usually had their partners wear protection. 
the team made a point of adjusting for potentially relevant variables such as relationship status, use of other contraceptive strategies, frequency of intimacy, etc. So they did control for certain things. Uh, among all the variables, condom use correlated with the most clinically significant difference in the participant scores on the uh, depression inventory. The research team believes that the correlation between condom use and depressive symptoms, so people who use condoms more likely, their partners were more likely to experience depressive symptoms, they say may result from the interaction of biological material. So something, the interaction with the condom and the, the vagina, something, something with that. They theorize that upon penetration, the female partner's internal tissues absorb some of the fluids that the male partner produces. It is possible then that a woman's mood and feeling state may change in response to this absorption. Of course, they do admit the sample size is relatively small and there are unanswered questions around these uh, results, but they believe that the connection between improved mood, non-use of condoms warrants further investigation. Of course, it warrants further investigation. All these studies really uh, do, if, especially when it's the first of its kind. It is still not an excuse not to use condoms. So it doesn't treat depression in women. There is just a correlation. Believe me, getting an STI will cause depressive symptoms probably too, or at least anxiety. So just remember that it, uh, that protection from infectious diseases and the prevention of preg pregnancy should take precedence over an attempt to make use of these findings. And again, it's not that they treat, even though that's what the headline says, it correlates with. Okay. Uh, we heard this on CJD News this week. Laval man suspected of posing as modeling recruiter producing child porn. It's not the first time we hear of such situations, uh, but this uh, the Laval police are still seeking this guy, uh, Roland Leroux. He's 77 years old, uh, pretending to be an agent, allegedly, for an international modeling agency. Does this story sound kind of familiar? And approaching a 16-year-old girl in the public place in Oteuil. The accused allegedly gained the girl's trust, which led to inappropriate videos. They say that other young women, the police say that they believe other young women could have fallen victim to uh, the scam. The accused also goes by the names of Ronnie and Samuel. So if you have any information, just call 911, especially if this is something that has happened to you, that has happened to um, uh, your child, or your child has reported such a thing. It's something that needs to be uh, stopped, or this person needs to be stopped, absolutely. 4,000-year-old erotica depicts a strikingly racy ancient sexuality. I kid you not. Clay plaques at the Israel Museum made 1,500 years before the Kama Sutra display graphically that old Babylonian culture held an exalted view of sex, which is really interesting because it's in the Middle East, right? How things have 
changed. Uh, so two clay plaques, small enough to hold in your palm, were found, and they depict couples copulating in remarkable detail, dating from the early 2nd millennium BCE, the old Babylonian period. They come from a 300-year window when mass-produced terracotta plaques were popular, including those that exhibit sexual acts. Apparently, Mesopotamian erotica was really something racy. The first one shows a man penetrating a woman from behind while standing. The second one depicts a man and a woman in that position with the woman drinking beer through a straw from a jug. Apparently, the straw in the woman's mouth and the man raising a cup of wine to his lips were symbolic of performing oral sex on their respective uh, partners. What the beliefs of the Babylonians at the time was that they held an exalted cultural view of sex as inducing an altered state of wonder. Uh, there's also, uh, they depict many different sexual positions, but one of the most popular referred to technically in Latin, coitus atergo, which means from behind. It doesn't detail specifically the where the behind is. In other words, is it going in to the, the anus or is it going into the vagina? It's hard to tell because those details just aren't there. But apparently anal sex was deemed a popular means of contraception by ancient couples before the invention of prophylactics, of, uh, of condoms. Uh, so the depiction of couples engaging in rear entry may be indicative of that practice. Other plaques show partners side by side, some standing, some in plain old missionary position. Some depict women with legs spread, squatting over a comically large uh, phallus. They were found in temples, graves, and private homes. So they're not quite sure what their intended use was, but they do know that it is a testament to how popular they were. Think of it as that period's uh, pop art, basically. Easy to make, cheap material is what they uh, they say. Uh, so uh, interesting. Dates back 4,000 years. Here's a man who did something really stupid. Um Irish doctors report the baffling case of a 33-year-old man who injected his own semen intravenously for a year and a half uh, because he thought it was, well, a self-developed cure intended to treat his chronic back pain. It didn't work. Are you surprised? It didn't work. Apparently, reportedly injecting semen into his arm every month for 18 months, the man finally sought medical attention, but not for his arm. The patient instead complained of severe sudden-onset lower back pain, um, having lifted a heavy steel object three days beforehand. During his checkup, the doctor found a patch of red swelling on his right forearm, after which the man admitted he'd been injecting himself with his own semen using a hypodermic needle he purchased online. Uh, so he he had injected three doses of semen, entering both his blood vessels and his uh, and his uh, muscles. So his blood and his muscles makes absolutely uh, no sense. Anyway, it was written up because it was the first reported case of semen injection. How crazy is that? Coming up, panty sniffing. We'll talk about that. And why is that 
so popular? We'll find out. But first, let's check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure to the pain and everything in between. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. In response to the story that I shared about the 4,000-year-old depictions of erotica, Ira says, I always thought that oral sex has been practiced in recent years, but not since 4,000 years ago. Well, you see, you can learn something new, even listening to Sex in the News. Uh, The beauty of used underwear. Apparently, panty sniffing, knicker sniffing as it's called in the UK, is big business. The competition is apparently quite fierce. The hashtag worn panties has more than 40,000 Instagram posts. And if you key in the search term pants or panties on Craigslist, reams of ads will appear. Uh, The wording ranging from the precise selling wife's used underwear to the deliberately vague pants and socks for sale, 40 pounds. On Twitter, where nudity policies are more relaxed, accounts like Panty Queen Kaylee and Panties by Grace rack up tens of thousands of followers. Uh, What I've learned is that some buyers choose to wear the used panties they buy, but most just smell them while they masturbate. Uh, Buyers usually ask for three days wear. They say the fragrance is erotic because it taps into a primal human urge. It's attractive because it's fleshy, not sanitized. It's the smell of that which is normally hidden from the world. It's the inside of another person. Smell is the most evocative sense, and to breathe in the scent of another person's vulva is a distinctly powerful experience of presence with that person. Uh, Buyers often have favorite styles, usually associated with archetypes of female sexuality. What they add here is to buy and sell knickers, two people have to meet online and make themselves vulnerable to one another. The process is exposing, but the pleasure of it is that the pants become a connection. Each pair a blank canvas for your fantasy about the other person. In the physicality of touching and smelling the material, it's like that fantasy comes true. Coming together over the internet, bound together by a panty, you reveal yourselves to one another in a curious way. Curious way indeed. Uh, Text writes, have you heard about an outrageous ad selling used tissue paper by the pound to boost immune function? If not, can you please look into it and confirm its legitimacy or lack thereof? Just looking at tissue paper to boost immune function, what are you supposed to do with it? Eat it? Sit on it? Like what? Tissue paper or toilet paper or what? I'm not clear as to what's in tissue paper that could boost immune function, and I'm not sure what you're supposed to do with it. So if you have any other news about that, let me know. Otherwise, I'll... I'll look it up. Or you can always go to Snopes. Snopes Snopes.com is a a great website that uh, debunks a lot of the stories that you find. Uh, And I've been caught once or twice where I've read something and someone else said, nope, they sent me the Snopes uh, link to it and it was was fake news indeed. So if uh, you're not sure, uh, check it out through Snopes and find out. 
This story is true. Uh, dozens of child sex dolls are seized by Canadian uh, border agents. Uh, officials intercepted at least 42 lifelike dolls in less than two years. So this was reported by the CBC. Uh, and they, these sex dolls have childlike dimensions and features which apparently is an emerging trend child welfare advocates fear could fuel exploitation of real children. Of course, there's the whole debate. Is it better for pedophiles to buy these dolls and not hurt humans, or do do these dolls lead to humans? Like, there's a a, a debate there. Um, Records obtained by CBC News uh, under access to information law show the Canadian Border Agency intercepted at least 42 of these dolls between January 2016 and August 2018, seizing them all as illegal child pornography. They, this, uh, they seized them in Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto, Hamilton, and Quebec, um, and uh, they've had these child dolls and reproductions of childlike body parts, such as chests and pelvic areas. And by the way, 30 of those 42 seizures took place right here in Quebec. Okay. Uh, officials estimate the dolls they seize can range in value from $50 to nearly 8000 And the reason they're classified as child pornography is because these dolls resemble prepudescent girls under the age of 18. And they have underdeveloped breasts and small in stature, etc., etc. Some of them have interchangeable heads, uh, heating elements, and clothing. Some come with Hello Kitty hair clips, etc. Where do they come from? China and Japan are the primary sources uh, for these dolls. It's uh, a little scary. So this is part of, uh, falls under the ch- under child pornography uh, laws, but I think like research needs to be done on this. Uh, obviously there's a, you know, deep ethical issues around child sex dolls. There's no uh, question about it. Does it have a, a, a disinhibiting effect? In other words, if you are, uh, if these men are using realistic dolls, um, could it lead them to prey on a real child or will it have the opposite effect? Meaning will it, uh, give them an outlet so that they don't go uh, to real children, but we don't have research uh, on that. And some people fear that we may be condoning or causing pedophilia if we don't condemn this behavior, but there is no scientific evidence to show that child sex dolls leads to acts against children. We haven't seen that yet. There are no studies of people who use sex dolls. It, it's just, they're too new a thing, uh, to be tracking like long-term behavior. Um, so for sure we hear this kind of stuff and all we can think is like, ugh, right? This is icky, immoral, um, but it's an industry that's really growing in popularity. Like these adult sex dolls, forget the child sex dolls, but adult sex dolls are, uh, are so sophisticated today that you can see some of them. If you go online and you just, uh, type the Google that. They are so realistic. It's crazy. And some of them are going to be like 
intelligent, so to speak, right? Uh, okay. You don't need research to know that that is wrong. Sex dolls, children, get real. Yeah, well, it certainly feels super wrong. I'm just reading it. Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. Is there a website that has a listing of psychologists if someone is feeling stuck or stagnant in their life, career, etc.? It's 2019, and I'm taking the initiative to help a friend who only complains about it uh, in 2018. So, yes, you could uh, you could go to the Order of Psychologists website, OPQ, uh, and there there's a listing of psychologists all around Quebec, and you can find one in uh, your friend's area. And also, you can look at uh, the different um, categories. So, people who work with depression, people who work with ADD, people who work like there's like uh, dozens and dozens of different uh, specialties or things that people will uh, will work with, and that's how you can you can find them. Uh, you can also, if it's about life, career, you can also look into like a life coach. Just make sure that they have degrees and that they are qualified, not because a coach or a life coach is not a, um, um, a protected title. So anybody can call themselves a coach or a life coach. So you just, you have to really check, uh, whether this is, uh, something. Is sexomnia a valid defense? That's something we'll check uh, with next right here on Passion F. Straight talk that's all-inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. couple of texts here. So uh, with regards to uh, this outrageous ad selling used, it was used tissues. So it wasn't tissue paper, but tissues, meaning like Kleenex by the pound to boost immune function. And Texter writes back, Aaron played the ad the other day on CJD that sounded official and, and he therefore wasn't sure whether it was real or not. I can bet it wasn't. Apparently you're supposed to blow your nose with used tissues from cold or flu sufferers. Sounds impossibly outrageous to me, but you never know what crazy ideas actually lurk in cyberspace. It sounds ludicrous to me because you're not even supposed to use the same tissue yourself, like uh, with whatever germs are in there, they tell you. So discard after one use. Don't keep reusing the same tissue. So I really don't think that that's real. I cannot imagine how that could work unless you want to catch someone else's cold. Is Are you supposed to get everybody's cold so that that's how you boost your immune system? Is that a, a kind of a way to inoculate yourself? Uh, I'd rather just get a flu shot. Thank you very much. Uh, which websites are the knicker sniffers on again? Ooh, somebody's interested in sniffing knickers. Uh, well, first of all, a couple things you can do. If you go to Instagram, you can just hashtag worn panties and you'll get about 40,000 Instagram posts. The other ones that were mentioned in this story, panty queen Kaylee, K-A-Y-L-E-E, and panties by grace, or just go to Craigslist. There's an abundance of these websites, by the way. So knock yourself out. Um, 
for the one looking for uh, help and psychologist uh, writes back, or can you see him? Uh, asking me, yes, I can see him. I'm a clinical psychologist. So I could do that work. Where do you find qualified life coaches? He tried one and got scammed. That's a part of why he gave up on seeking real help, which is really sad when you're looking for help and you, you get scammed. That's, uh, which is why you need to ask all kinds of questions of the person you are hiring to help you. You are the consumer and you should never, ever be embarrassed or shy to ask questions. What approach do you use? How much do you charge? What qualifications do you have? What educational background do you have? What university degrees uh, do you have? Are you part of an order? Are you part of a, an association? You want to be protected. As a consumer, for example, if you go see a psychologist, the order of uh, psychologists protects the client. Not the psychologist, but the client. So if there is anything off, uh, you have a place where you have recourse and you can complain, uh, unfortunately, uh, that there are some people who practice who um, don't answer to anybody. So you would have very little recourse if you ever wanted to sue or you wanted to uh, get comp- you know, compensated for something that was wrongly done or, or what have you. So very important that you look at that. I know that I believe Concordia has a degree in, uh, in coaching. So you may want to find somebody who has that at least at the very least that degree, but you have to make the distinction between the psychological problem and simply a problem or not a problem, but somebody just simply looking for a new direction, like career counseling or finding a direction. Coaches cannot diagnose. They often can miss when something is, um, when there's a psychological, underlying psychological issue. So you have to, you have to kind of proceed with caution or at least get a good, get somebody who you know somebody else has gone to and maybe has had good experiences with. Otherwise, send me an email directly, laurie at drlaurie.com. Either I can see him or I can refer. Uh, I have a whole bunch of uh, colleagues that, uh, that I know that I could certainly refer you to. Uh, I snoped the heck out of it. It's not real. There's nothing to do with used tissues. Thank you, Just Drew. Uh, so there's your answer. Uh, nothing real about this. And there you go. You've got your answer. All right, let's talk about sexomnia for a minute. Many, many years ago, I interviewed the author of a book called Sexomnia. I can't even, maybe it was a decade ago or so. I remember it very, uh, I remember the, the conversation or I remember the book. I can even see the title in my, in, in my brain right now. Can't tell you all the details, but I have that. So this has come up again. It's a little bit of old news. It's uh, from November, but it's been buried in my pile here. So I want to talk about this because uh, the this guy's lawyer contends that the, the guy was asleep during a sex assault and therefore you are not criminally responsible for these involuntary actions. So seven years after this woman was sexually assaulted by a stranger during the night, uh, she finds out uh, whether she will find out whether he is criminally responsible for this act. This guy, by the name of Ryan Hartman, at 38 years old, has admitted that he sexually assaulted the woman while sleeping on the same air mattress after a 2011 Brockville house party. 
but the defense lawyer contends he was asleep. He pulled down the victim's pants and sexually assaulted her, and therefore he is not criminally responsible for his involuntary actions. I'm not sure what the result. Does anybody know? Um, because I think the verdict came down. The judge was supposed to rule on this. I should have checked before telling you this, but uh, maybe if somebody has heard about it, uh, just Drew, you do some research for me. Go find it. Uh, what was the Brockville judge's ruling on sexomnia? Basically, sexomnia is a disorder that causes people to engage in sexual behavior. It's like insomnia, but sexomnia. Uh, everything from touching to intercourse while they are still asleep. It's actually, in 2013, was added to the DSM, which is the American Psychiatric Association's Classifications of Mental Disorders. But what was interesting about this is that at the first trial, he said he fell asleep in a chair, then went in search of a bed. After waking with a sore neck, he crawled into the uh, the air mattress with another couple, and he said he woke up alone on the air mattress with an erection, his pants unzipped, and a woman accusing him of rape. Uh, but at, at his first trial, he denied touching the sleeping woman. Um, and, but there was corroborating evidence, etc. And then he was convicted of sexual assault in May, uh, 2012. And he was sentenced to 14 months in jail. He lost his appeal, but they, uh, they went further with this. So sexomnia, I think it's time. Maybe we should get an expert in here and discuss this. It's, uh, important. What a fascinating, uh, defense, don't you think? That's it for me for tonight, for this week. Thank you so much for your time and for spending this hour with me. Thank you for your texts and uh, your input tonight. Uh, thank you to Dave Simon, our wonderful technical producer. Again, if you want to send me an email, just go to my website, easy, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com, drlaurie.com. Or you can find me on social media at Dr. Lori Betito. My last name is spelled B-E-T-I-T-O. Coming up next on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a fabulous weekend, and remember to live your life with passion.